All right, welcome to the Sports Ethos Los Angeles Chargers podcast. Guys, we don't have to talk about the Chargers anymore. Uh, yeah. Thank God. <laughs> We're done. We don't have to do it. Uh, joined by Shane, Brandon, and Sarish is kind enough to join us once again. Welcome back, brother. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, how you doing, Shane? Oh, you know, for a post-week 18 show, I'm I'm doing all right. Brandon, how about yourself? Um, don't ask. Don't ask me. Don't, don't ask. Me. <laughs> don't ask. Me. We'll get to your team in a moment. Skip. Skip me, please. <laughs> oh, um, all right, we're we're gonna start in order um, per what the networks released. Uh, so we're gonna start Saturday. Do the two games. Talk about the two games on Saturday. Talk about the three games on Sunday, uh, and then of course the Monday night to finish it off. And we begin with Browns Texans. Do any of you think this game is competitive? Yes or no? Yes. 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 It's competitive. Yes. Yeah. I think the spread. The spread uh, released, I believe, at negative one and a half. Uh, Texans, I think. Yeah, I'm seeing Cleveland negative two and a half right now. Oh yeah, it, it moved then. Yeah, it, it dropped to negative one and a half. So it definitely is competitive for the fact that the line moved. At least the books think so. Sarish, I'm, I'm thinking. Oh, go no, ahead, Brandon. Go ahead. No, 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 no. Let's 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 take it. Let's retake it. Go. All right. Uh, do, how do you think the Texans win this game? Okay. I think that obviously, as we know, the Browns' defense has been electric all year. But I just CJ Stroud is him, man. CJ Stroud is him, and I think that like this game is truly like uh, unstoppable force meets like immovable object. That's just what I think in terms of like CJ Stroud and this uh, this defense. Brandon, your thoughts? Mm. I was gonna say this lines up, you know, for me. This is like. Two fairy tale stories coming together. This is the like the resurrection of Joe Flacco uh, and that great Browns defense against CJ Stroud, you know, rookie quarterback, breaking all sorts of records. No one thought the Texans even being a playoff spot this year. You know, we thought they were a couple years away. Um, and here they are meeting each other. And so CJ Stroud's going up against a great defense and in turn, I mean, the Texans don't have really a great defense. And Joe Flacco, I mean, he's making it work with, you know, Amari Cooper, David Njoku has been pretty good the past few weeks. So, you know, if they can make it, you know, we, we all thought they were done when Nick Chubb went down. And here they are, you know, Nick, Nick Chubb going down feels like last season already. This is a, like this is a Browns team. It's like they're catching fire at the right time, uh, you know, picking up a guy who was eating Doritos on his couch like six weeks ago. Um so, you know, when you look at both teams, record-wise, are the same. I mean, but this is going to be just just two fairy tale stories colliding, and I can't wait to see what happens. I I don't know if it's, it's going to be this could be high scoring based on how both offenses are, or this could be CJ Stroud getting his first hit to the playoffs, and it could go ugly. But but either way, I think this is going to be one of those games where you're gonna look back on it and be like, you know, wow, that was a pretty good matchup for a wild card game for an early wild card game. Yeah. Shane, what do you think here? Yeah, I think, uh, I think it's probably a competitive game, uh, because, you know, like Suresh said, it's, you know, Stroud's the guy definitely (laughs) as for Houston, especially. And, um, uh, you know, he's never, he's never faced a defense, 
quite like this, quite not yet at least. And um, you know, like Brandon said, the Browns offense has really been humming. And I mean, Houston defensively doesn't always have an answer. <laughs> um, so I just I, I feel like Cleveland is going to be able to kind of keep a leash on C.J. Stroud a little bit, whereas offensively, I think, or on the other side, I think, uh, you know, Houston's defense will have a little bit bit of trouble uh, with the Browns' offense that has just been firing in all cylinders for whatever reason. Um, and so, yeah, I think I, I think I take Cleveland by a little bit, but I do think it's a close competitive game. Yeah, it's definitely going to be interesting. Um, it's one of the weaker games on the schedule, but it's definitely going to be interesting. Here's one uh, we were questioning for a few weeks. I know Brandon and I were questioning, what's the Peacock game going to be? Sarish, it's your Dolphins against the Chiefs, a rematch of the uh, Frankfurt game, where I think we all wanted to see Tyreek Hill uh, back in Kansas City. Well, now we get to see it on national TV on a streaming service um in kansas city what's your expectations after the dolphins i don't think played a hundred percent today um in terms of they just didn't show their whole playbook but uh what what do you feel about uh your dolphins going up against the chiefs once again all right let me let me let me cook for a minute okay <laughs> i think i'm i'm very much so glad i I, th- I don't know if i said this in the chat that you're in brandon but i'm very much so the glad that they lost the bills today because I don't want to see the Bills a second time. I mean, a third time, rather. But I think that if Mostert and – I think the the difference like, – like, obviously, as we all know, like, the Chiefs are very much so struggling, especially with the, in, the, in the case of receiver. So I think that Jalen Ramsey is the difference maker in terms of this game. Like, he wasn't playing the last time, and I think if he was playing the last time, it would have been the very much so difference maker. But the Dolphins are very, were very much so injured going into this game. Not to make excuses, because God knows we got slammed. But um, I think that, like, this time with Ramsey, and if Mostert or Waddle come back, I think it's a different game. I think the fact that the, the Bills game today was even somewhat close, considering how hot they've been. Like, if it was one score, and the, the one score being, like, a punt return touchdown, I think that the Chiefs are going to get bagged. In my opinion, they're going to get body bagged. But also, that's just me being an optimistic Dolphins fan. But I just think that, like, with the roster that we have and, like, the way that we played them last time, I think that, like, um, that Germany was, like, a very different setting. Even playing them in, in Chiefs territory, I have a very good – I'm very optimistic about, like, the way that I think my team will play. Uh, over, under, how many times is Taylor Swift going to be shown on Peacock? Oh, Jesus Christ, dude. Hopefully not. And hopefully, I'm, I pray negative, like, one and a half. But like God knows, like. Ugh. Also, how many T? How many T Swift Swift fans saw the schedule and bought Peacock for like six months? Oh God, dude, they're so goddamn delusional. I have uh, I have like the the like term BTS muted on Twitter, and like I even think like them they can't be as bad as whatever I'm seeing about T Swift. <laughs> how are you, oh, another random question how are you guys watching this game because i think i have some free trials of peacock loaded up streamies streamies brother we are we are loading up streamies i would rather pay for streamies premium than pay like a cent to peacock because of god knows how many times it is so sweet oh my god um 
I guess you can watch The Office on Peacock if you have the trial or something. Uh, no? God. Uh, no. no. <laughs> I would... I would rather get the game streamed to me by like Native American smoke to say, smoke signals than me pay for Peacock. I mean, you're not wrong. That's how we usually do it anyway. Um, oh, I like okay. This <laughs> Shane's like, I like this guy. Uh, I've bro. only been talk- to talking to him for five minutes. So I'm like, yeah. Um. Um, re- also, really quick, speaking of, pe- I have this thing about the Peacock wildcard game. Which Shane, I think you'll you'll second this. Al Michaels is not calling a game for NBC. Why, in God's Highway name? Robbery. Hi, yes, but also, wouldn't it make more sense for this game to be on Amazon Prime? Imagine Dolphins Chiefs yeah. on a Saturday yeah. night on Prime with Al Michaels, Kirk Herbstreet. Like, bro. Like I, Shane, you'll probably agree with me on that, but. I don't understand why Amazon doesn't have a wildcard game. I don't get it. I I would, I would, dude, I, I'm going to school, like I'm going to school to pursue marketing. And I feel like, like this is God's greatest. Like this is the marketing, like, like this is the gold mine. This is the absolute gold mine for all games of all games. You know what I mean? Taylor Swift and like the Miami Dolphins, the, the, the hard knocks team. You know what I mean? (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Shane, your, your thoughts on Dolphins Chiefs. Um, yeah, I, uh, Suresh took the words right out of my mouth with uh, <laughs> Ramsey being back. I mean, you know, especially since the Chiefs receivers have taken a noticeable downturn since last time they met, which, I mean, they were already bad, but like, geez, come on. Uh, <laughs> and um, now you just have him in there too, locking him down a little bit extra. I think Miami's going to get off to a hot start and they just aren't going to be able to slow them down or sorry, they might be able to slow them down, but um, Kansas city won't be able to catch up and keep up with them. I think. Um, so, yeah, I, I think Miami uh, definitely wins this, but you know, the, as previously mentioned, the, the injuries are definitely a factor, and I mean, after this, uh, I don't know how how much <laughs> I don't know how good I feel about them going forward. But uh, at least for this week, yeah, I think they definitely take it. Brandon, your thoughts? I, when looking at this game, I think that I mean, it's it like Sarish said, is it 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 seems like it could be you know marketing's best. Like this is a marketing like person's dream is to have Taylor Swift and you know and to have uh, the against the Miami Dolphins you know who are basically like a, a bit of Ferrari you know that Miami scene it's a big you know bigger market. Um, the only problem is that I can see this going like the first time they played each other and it being an absolute slog of a game. It, it's either going to be I I don't think there's any way the Chiefs win this game. I think. Like I know you can't count can't out eh, you can't count out Patrick Mahomes, Andy Reid, Travis Kelsey in the playoffs, but uh, Brandon, like, I, I hate to interrupt you. I have breaking news. Go ahead. The Falcons have officially fired Arthur Smith. Oh, per Adam God Schefter. Bless. 
Bang! The war on terror is over. <laughs> it's over. We got him, ladies and gentlemen. We got him. Oh man, uh, Brandon, continue it's, with what you said and uh, finish up uh, with your thoughts on Arthur Smith's firing. Yeah, but but yeah, we'll leave right we'll we'll leave right into that. But you know, when you have you know, you can't count on Andy Reid, Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, those guys. But I mean. The Chiefs' offense just doesn't score, and that's just because the receivers don't catch, and they don't have much of a running game either. So when you're just relying on Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, and that's it, and Travis Kelsey's been terrible this year. Um, you know, yeah, and it's like it's like it's like uh, what do you do at that point? Like to me, either Miami, either Miami's gonna steamroll them. Or we're gonna get a sloppy game, and Miami barely beats them. It's gonna be like, like, like maybe like a twenty to seventeen kind of game. But uh, either way, I think Miami wins this game just because you can't look at that Chiefs team and think they're going anywhere. Um, and the crazy thing is their their division is so bad that you know with their record they still won it. Um, and I would have much rather had this game been played in Miami. I hate I hate Arrowhead. Um, but at the same time, like I can see this going the way of like how the Eagles Chiefs game went, how sloppy that was for most of the game until the fourth quarter. So, you know, I just don't think the Chiefs can hang with the Dolphins at this point. I think Miami's got too many weapons. They're getting they're getting, you know, they're kind of getting into shape at the right time, especially with Jalen Ramsey back. Um and he's made a big difference in that defense the past, what, six weeks, seven weeks since he's been back. Um, so when you factor all that in, I, it, it, either way, the Dolphins win this game. So, Sarish, congratulations on getting past the first round. And then, of course, we talk about Arthur Smith, which, God, that was a long time coming. Um, now, you want to talk about great coaches, Mike McDaniel and Andy Reid? Well, Arthur Smith is not one of them, and clearly he wasn't one this season. So, God Bless the fact that, like Sarish said, the war on terror is over. Because <laughs> that 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 man, how do you have a team with with that many talented players? Oh my God, this is gonna sound like my Eagles rant later on. How do you have a team with this many talented players, and you get nothing out of it? And then to top it all off, instead of being pissed, you know, in the locker room or whatever it is, you lash out at the opposing head coach for quote unquote running up the score, even though they're trying to win a division and get into the playoffs. And you want to sit there and nearly rip his head off at the end of the game and cause a, a whole media circus. I mean, like, you know, you're getting fired, but it's like, like that Stephen A. Smith meme. It's like, you know, it's like, oh, I'll be nice. It's like, you know, you don't, <laughs> you don't have to, you know, we don't have to see. It's like, you're not wrong, but we don't have to say it. Like, it's like, you know, he knows he was on his way out, but you don't have to go out with that much of a bang to the point where that's your lasting image on football. And basically your last job probably in the NFL is going to be you biting Dennis Allen's head off. Uh, coaching job. Uh, yeah. yeah. At the very least. I mean, I, I mean, I can't see. I can't see why. If why would you want him as a coordinator or even an assistant? Why would you want him as an OC? I don't know why you would. If you can't, if you can't run Bijan Robinson he, and, he, and Kyle, he Pitts wasted and, the entire offense. Kyle Pitts, Drake London, Bijan Robinson. Like, I mean, listen, his quarterback is terrible, but man, uh, and Sarish, I don't know if I don't think we're allowed to say that, but uh, but I don't know. It's it's just. I can't even fathom how you have that much talent 
and you let it go to and on a dig on defense. I mean, he's older, but Calais Campbell's there. You had Jesse Bates this year. Like how Jesse Bates, Jesse Bates, AJ Terrell, Jesse Bates had a defensive player of the year season, by the way. And nobody talked about it. He was phenomenal this year. Like, I don't understand how all that talent goes to waste and you end up basically under 500 and your lasting impression is to lash out at Dennis Allen for for absolutely no reason because you got just you your team gave up at the end of the game and the Saints are trying to make the playoffs and you couldn't care less. So, goodbye Arthur Smith, good riddance, uh, whatever other goodbyes I can say in other languages, but I can't think of right now. <laughs> goodbye. Sorry, uh, yeah, Ni Hao Arthur Smith. That guy, I, I can't <laughs> wait. I can't wait for six months down the line when like. I, I order, like, Popeyes because like, I'm, like, really hungry. And, like, I go to my door. I'm like, oh, my God, you were the guy who coached the Falcons. Like, you were right? <laughs> you're, you're that guy? And he's going to be like, yeah, yeah, it was Arthur Smith. I'm just going to say Ni Hao. Please. Uh, oh, my God. Really quickly, I, I want to I wanna give kind of a roadmap about how this happened. Because the roadmap to how Arthur Smith got fired actually scares the shit out of me if I'm a Falcons fan. Because four four weeks ago, here was the headline. Four weeks ago, the headline was Arthur Blank is going to keep Arthur Smith barring a catastrophe. So he his job was safe a month ago, pretty clearly. The catastrophe happened, right? <laughs> and it definitely happened. And Arthur Blank, apparently, this was reported yesterday. I think Adam Schefter reported. I know NFL Network did. Um, Yesterday, it came out that Arthur Blank, the Falcons owner, was going back and forth on Arthur Smith. Mm -hmm. And you know what got him fired today? It wasn't the final score of this game. It was what he did with with, uh, Dennis Allen. Yeah. I'm pretty confident that's what... Not the... You know, awful coaching. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, I think it's both. Uh, go Shane, yeah. go ahead. I mean, I don't have anything to say. Yeah, good riddance. <laughs> our, our, only, our only thought Dude. is good riddance. Smo- I mean, smoking, on, like, smoking on that Arthur Smith pack. <laughs> like, you, you got B. John Robinson and Kyle Pitts, Drake London. Incredible young talents. Oh, let's just you know not use them. Like, oh yeah, okay. What, what are you on drugs, dude? Like, come on. <laughs> um, I, 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 my favorite Atlanta Falcons thing this year was there was an ESPN reporter. I forgot who it was. I should remember who it was because he, him or her, I don't remember who it was. Had like some of the best reporting on the NFL all year this year uh, for ESPN and pretty much the whole league. I would argue. Um, he said, I think it was a him. He said on on uh, this ESPN Plus article that he did, the Falcons are like if the Warriors used Festus Azili instead of Steph Curry. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, why is that That's the most such a <laughs> That's such a bang. I wonder how mad Festus Azili was when he saw that. Because you know he works oh on the War- you know he works on the Warriors broadcast team now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but uh, there's that. Um, let's talk about a game with a guy who has had a winning record somehow with Rudolph the Red Nosed Reindeer um, <laughs> in the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Shane, I'll start with you here. Uh, what are you thinking for Steelers Bills? Does this Steelers defense 
with potentially no TJ Watt have a shot against the Bills? Probably no TJ Watt, yeah. But um yeah, either way, I no, that's they're gonna get sloshed, I would imagine. Um I mean, this is you know, you're not only the defensive problem there, but it's also you know, Bill's defense is pretty good. I mean, they've got they're not like they were a couple of years ago, but they got guys, you know. And I mean, you want Rudolph the Red Nose Ranger to go up against that in in Buffalo in January? Like Yeah, not happening. Um no offense to Rudolph. I'm just I'm just stating the facts. Um Yeah, I, I, I think Buffalo should win this easily, but you know how they like to choke from time to time. So, you know, we'll see. Um, does any, does anyone want to hear my new Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer theme song? Oh, we're going to do this again. You already, (laughs) you already told us, Robert. (laughs) Okay. I created a theme. Go ahead. Um, for the viewers, uh, Rudolph the Red Nose Reindeer had a very shiny steel. And if you ever saw him, you would never catch a football. There you go. Um, Sarish, what is your uh, thoughts on this matchup? Oh, man. <laughs> Adam and Gabe are going to have a field day on this. As the, uh, you know, I, I will say today, right, as, as, we, as I mentioned earlier, the Dolphins were literally playing as cripple as we could have. No Mostert, who has the like third, the second or third most touchdowns in the league. I don't know exactly. And no Waddle, who is like a, a top 20, regardless of what you think, a consistent top 20 receiver in the NFL. And the Bills almost beat themselves. So you know what? I will go ahead and I will say, I think the Steelers have a good chance to win this game. Wow. And I will. And I, and I absolutely will take the Steelers to win this game on the road. The Bills are essentially the, the I think the Bills are like the God's most like, over, like most overrated team of all time ever. The, like in general for the past three years, I don't think Josh Allen has accomplished shit and I don't think he will accomplish shit. And I, especially like with a team like the Steelers who just blitz to God knows what, I think they have a better chance than most people think. Also, also, I think it's very important to note that a lot of the Bills' defensive pieces left today with injuries, Russell Douglas, yeah. et cetera, et cetera. And, like, I just don't think they have someone that can cover George Pickens. Mm. On those, like, mongoloid deep routes that he runs, I just do not think that they have someone that's able to cover him. So I will go ahead and take the Steelers. I will absolutely go into the Steelers. At whatever, like, plus 250, plus 280 that they are on, like, FanDuel. Oh, hammer it. I will I will hammer that. And like that that is that is a take I will die on the hill for, in my opinion. Uh Brandon, you, your opinion on that. See, you know, me me and Sarish know this quite well. Our two friends, Adam and Gabe, are diehard Steelers fans. I mean, you know, they're they're happy they're in the playoffs. I don't you know, they didn't want to be like three, four weeks ago. <laughs> but um but you know, I I I'm happy for them just to get in anyway. But I listen. The only way they win this game is if Josh Allen does what he did tonight and turns the ball over three, four times. Because tonight, when Josh Allen turns the ball over, you can you can beat them. You can beat them by a pretty good margin. It's just what version of Josh Allen and what version of the Buffalo Bills play calling on offense are we going to get? 
So it's if if we get the Buffalo Bills tonight, I think the Steelers can 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 beat them. It's just we've been saying this all year. What version of Buffalo are you going to get in these games? I mean, they've they've caught fire at the right time, but you know, it's 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 just today we got the version I, of not running with James Cook and just doing tush yeah, pushing and exactly. making we, a ton we, of throws. We got, yeah, we we got them mimicking the Eagles playbook. And it didn't work. So, you know, it's it's one of those things where if if we get the, you know, run the ball consistent, you know, consistent, you know, kind of don't make Josh Allen play hero ball kind of Buffalo Bills, they'll probably win by two or three scores. If we get the kind of incompetent Buffalo Bills, then and especially with the Steelers defense, even minus TJ Watt there. I mean, I, I still think they're a great defense. So. And the thing is, too, we always say Mason Rudolph going to play in the cold. We forget how cold Pittsburgh is in January. So the cold, I don't think, plays a plays a factor. I think it's louder. I wasn't talking about. Oh, sorry. No, nah, it's all good. Um, uh, I was just gonna say I wasn't talking about like the cold. I was more talking about the playoff environment in. Well, Buffalo. yeah, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, yeah, I was, I was gonna get there, but, um, but good, good. You know, but between like yeah, but between like so the cold's not a factor. But then I, yeah, that's what I was gonna say. The only factor is that the the playoff atmosphere in Buffalo is different. Um, I mean P- Pittsburgh does have that does have that kind of playoff environment too, but it's not like Buffalo. Um, so you know, I, I think the Steelers do have a chance. I don't think it's a great chance. I think but I do think they definitely have a chance to pull off an upset here. And then I, I mean, I'm I'm with Sarish. Like I I I think. And that's not just because our two friends are Steelers fans. I, I genuinely think that if their defense can get Josh Allen to turn that ball over, and if the Buffalo Bills don't, you, you can you know get a consistent game plan going, then the Steelers can definitely pull out with a win. That's that's pretty much it. Uh, I think Did you guys Josh are right. Allen? I think if I think you guys are right, if Josh Allen throws like two picks, he's six five. Jay Cutler, in my opinion. What? Ooh. Damn! He's six five J color, dude. He's such a gunslinging mongoloid, dude. If he, if he's like, bro, it's like, it's like playing COD with the most overpowered gun. If you hit your shots, then like, yeah, you go maybe you go like twenty and two, and you drop your like, uh, you drop your veto worship. If not, you go you go triple negative, and you're horrendous, and you lose the game. That's just why right. he's six five J color. Actually, yeah, that's pretty right. That's actually kind of right. Interesting, I mean, bro. I, so, I don't so, think I don't think I'd go Jay Cutler. More productive but... than Jay Cutler ever was, though. I would. Yeah. That is would. true. What does he accomplish? At least, at least, does at he least, have an MVP. At least, a... at least, Jay Cutler. At least, at least, uh, at least, Josh Allen's not on E during the offseason. Oh yeah, that is true. Well, actually, uh, we don't know. Who knows what these players do in the offseason anymore? Um, <laughs> yeah, God knows. <laughs> um, I, I, by the way, Sarish, I just finished the campaign for Infinite Warfare. That campaign sucked. It was Infinite awful. Warfare? That game is horrendous. It's dude. bad. It's awful. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm a COD uh, fan, and like that game's bottom two game of all time. Yeah, I, I'm starting Black Ops 3 next week, so I'm very excited for that. Um, BO3 is a banger. BO3 is a banger. But uh, here, here's. Here's my I'm I'm if if we're gonna do if we're gonna do upset picks, if we're gonna pro I don't know if I'll do upset picks mostly when I'm actually picking these games, but here's my upset pick, maybe, possibly if I were to pick one. Packers over the Cowboys. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Let's go, baby. I look Jordan Love, I'm having a love affair with Jordan Love. He's really good. 
Like he's their franchise quarterback. I don't think the Packers defense though can really handle the Cowboys realistically, but I think Jordan Love, if this game becomes a shootout, I think the Packers have a chance. Brandon, why do you think the Packers have a shot in this game? I mean, I think the Packers have a shot just because history says they do. But um, <laughs> I mean, I mean, it's uh, Jordan Love. I didn't expect. I didn't. I mean, we, none of us expected this from him this year. He's been pretty good. Um, but yeah, the only thing that scares me with the Packers and like if this game gets to a shootout, they have a chance. But if that Dallas defense can get to Jordan Love, Dallas might blow them out. It's just it's one of those things where it, once again it's like what version of Dallas's defense we're going to get. We're going to get the one that, that gets 40 dropped on them, like we know is possible, or are we going to get the dominant Dallas defense? So, and then on the flip side, what, what are you going to get out of their offense? Are you going to get, you know, like the version of Dak that struggled in the first half against, against Washington today? Or are you going to get, um, you know, MVP Dak, which is what he's been in the conversation for all season. So, it's you know you, you know we don't know what they're gonna get, what we're gonna get out of it, but if this game turns into a shootout, I like the Packers' chances. I like the fact also there's gonna that there's no inclement weather. This isn't a weather game, so you know the only thing that really comes in Dallas's favor is a better defense and a home game. But I mean, I just you know yeah we're not seeing Aaron Rodgers play there anymore, so you know obviously times have changed. But Jordan Love I think can hold his own. Uh, so. Yeah, if I mean, especially with all these games, if there's any upset you're picking, it's it's most likely going to be the Packers. I mean, the only thing is now too, are there are any other weapons really healthy enough? Because you know, who's Jordan Love throwing the ball to right now? Romeo I mean, Dobbs makes, is hurt. Christian Watson, I think, has a hamstring injury that he's nursing. That's, that's what I'm saying. So that's an you know, interesting thought. You know, who's he going to throw the ball to? So, I mean, he's made it work, but uh, it's just. Yeah, especially if those guys, I mean, they're, I know they're going to try everything they can to go. Even, even if they're like 70%, they're going to try to go. They have to. But it's it's just, you know, if they're not 100%, then Dallas is probably going to blow them out by 30. But it's, so I, like, I, I'm kind of like with the Steelers thing. I think there's a chance. I don't think it's a high one, but I think there's a chance. I don't think it's like, you know, oh, Dallas is just going to come in there and kill them. No, it's not going to be like that. Playoff games are never like that. Um Usually never like that. I shouldn't say there's there's exceptions, but Packers definitely probably out of all the teams have the best chance at an upset. I think in this wild card weekend. Shane, your thoughts on uh, on another Packers Cowboys matchup in Jerry World in the playoffs? Yeah, um, I have to disagree. I don't think this has upset potential at all. I think this is the easiest one of all of them. I, I think Dallas wins this by a mile. Um, they just, I mean, they stack up better against Green Bay in every way. I mean, they have the better quarterback, the better offensive line, the better defense. It's just the better weapons, especially now with the injuries, uh, you know, and at home they are, are they seven and one or eight or something? I mean, yeah, Very they're good. like the best home team in football, pretty much. Yeah, so I mean, I just and not to mention they also have playoff experience. You know, they've been in the last two years. Granted, they haven't like done a ton, but still, they have that. Whereas Green Bay is very young, haven't been in a couple of years. You know, they're not really all that, uh, you know, attuned to it, if you will. 
Um, so yeah, I, I, I don't see Green Bay having really any shot at winning this, but you know, like Brandon said, playoffs, you never know. Uh, crazy things happen. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarish, your thoughts on, uh, Cowboys Packers? Yeah. So, you know, like I, Justin Jefferson, right? Does anyone want to guess how many yards he had against, he had lining up against Jair Alexander this year? I don't know, Anyone like 3,000? No, 10. <laughs> Give oh, me the geez. Cowboys, dude. It's not close, dude. It's not close. <laughs> Fair sorry. to the point. Rather, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, brain dead point. Um, I'm, I'm looking at Jair Alexander's, uh, like, like how many how many yards he's given up this year against the corners he's lined up against. I mean, against the receivers he's lined up against. And this guy's been electric, and, like, I feel like especially after the uh, – the whole like captain thing where he got suspended for a game. No one's been talking about it, but I I will t- rather I will take the Packers. I will take the Packers. Sorry, I was going to agree with Brandon. And I like had this entire point, but uh no yeah. You're I, switching I give me, up. Give the Packers. I will agree with Brandon. Yeah, You're sorry, sorry, up. sorry. <laughs> Brandon off. No thoughts. Head empty after <laughs> after a long day. But uh yeah, g- give me the Packers, dude. I just think that Aaron Jones did steal my Christmas, but um. I just think that they're coming alive, like coming alive at the right time. And I do feel like they have like regardless of the fact that like they don't have any big name weapons, but I, I feel like they've been very productive under Jordan Love this year. Like I feel like it's the receivers that we don't hear about. And like next year it's gonna be like uh it's gonna be the, the Eagles like two years ago where we're gonna sit here and be like before they got uh, AJ Brown, we're gonna sit here and be like, Who are we gonna draft in fantasy? Because all these receivers have like like uh six touchdowns here, you know what I mean? So like I feel like the Packers have a very good job because they spread the ball around. So yes, and I, I don't think I don't think the Dallas defense has been as good as like advertised recently. So I, I give me the Packers. Give me the Packers. Uh, let's actually do some lines before we get into the last two games. Uh, we just talked about the Browns Texans line. Uh, let's play guess the line playoff edition. Uh, Dolphins Chiefs guess the line per ESPN bet. Like cheese minus five. <laughs> I just took the then. Dolphins money line at a plus one forty eight, I believe. So it's oh, like geez. like one and a half, two and a half. Yeah, I'm, it's got to be close to a. I think it's got to be. That's got to be. I mean, listen. I mean, if if Vegas fought with their heads, it should be like Dolphins minus seven. But well, they don't do that. Yeah, but they don't do that. Obviously, we've known that all year. So oh, I just um, I feel like it should be even money. It should be even money. It's you know it could be, but I'm I'll say Chiefs because they're at home. So I'll say and you know Chiefs in the playoffs, Patrick Mahomes. People want to pick that a lot. So I'll say Chiefs minus three. Chiefs minus three and a half. Oh, it was close. Um, Steelers Bills guessed the line. Oh damn! Seven and a half for the Bills. Oh, Easily. I was say Bills minus maybe six. more. Yeah, yeah, I was gonna say around that Bills minus six too. Bills minus nine and a half. Wow, that's a lot. Yeah, goddamn. That's uh that's yeah, that one's interesting. If you wanna if you wanna pick the Steelers for that one, that's a really good money line uh to do that in. Um Packers Cowboys guess the line. Cowboys minus ten. Yeah, give me twelve and a half. It's probably a lot. I'm going to say. Uh, 12 and a half eight. for Sarish. Eight? Uh, Brandon? You know what? I'll, 
I'll go right in the middle. I'll say Cowboys minus like uh, you know, I'll say Cowboys minus nine and a half. Cowboys minus seven and a half. Really? Yeah, that's unreal. That's unreal that they're giving the Chiefs three and a half points and they're only giving the Cowboys eight points. Mm. Uh, all right, then we'll do we'll do those two for the last two games. Uh, but well, guess what, Shane? You and I have talked about Matthew Stafford for a very long time. Matthew Stafford <laughs> is finally playing a playoff game in Detroit, just on the opposite side with the Rams. How do you feel about this matchup on Sunday Night Football? It's for a different team. Yeah, I you know I feel like this is th- this is my game this week that has upset potential. Um, you know, just because the Rams, they've gotten really hot as of late. And, I mean, you know, let's be honest. Neither of these teams really play great defense. <laughs> and, um, you know, but if you look at, if you compare their situations where, uh, you know, the the Lions... Yeah, I mean, they have Amon Ross St. Brown, who's great, but, um, you know, and I don't think they're really going to have too great of a, you know, secondary to be guarding him and the other guys, but they've got, you know, Aaron Donald and pretty decent front seven that I feel like will cause problems, whereas, I mean, the Rams on, on offense, you know, they've got, Cup, Puka, like Higby, I just feel like Detroit's gonna have trouble keeping up with them. Um, so uh, yeah, I'll I'll take I'll take LA as much as it pains me to say. <laughs> mm. uh, really quick, Jerry Jones had a press conference and said he's going to wait and see before deciding on McCarthy's future. So I feel like the playoff game is gonna I mean, matter a lot for that. Yeah. Um, God. Uh, Brandon, your thoughts on uh, Rams Lions? How poetic would it be if Matt Stafford wins a playoff game in Detroit <laughs> for um, the opposite team? For yeah. another team, yeah, yeah. So you know, like I, I, and honestly, I mean, we've said it all year. The Lions' defense is terrible; they're trash. So, like, uh, and with the Rams catching fire at the right time, with you know, especially all those weapons they have and now with Kyron Williams emerging. Um you know, and you know, he he needs to get a lot of lot I mean listen, he's getting his respect now, but he still needs a lot more. He's he's fantastic been fantastic. So with all those things considered, um like not not gonna lie, I was thinking about I'll I'll I will backtrack to what I said before. I don't I don't backtrack a lot. I'm gonna backtrack on this one. Because I forgot this was one of the playoff games. I don't know why I was looking at the, the schedule and we got all I saw was uh, down to Packers Cowboys and I forgot the other two. Well, I didn't forget the Eagles game, but I forgot the Rams Lions. This is the game where you want to pick, you know, the lower seed to win. Like this is the one where it's like Rams technically should win this game. I mean, they've got they're catching fire at the right time. Lions have been kind of sputtering a little bit. Um, Jared Goff, I mean, listen, this is the battle of two two statues in the pocket because, like, both quarterbacks just don't move. So it's basically going to be who gets more pressure on the on the quarterback, and I don't think the Lions defense does enough of that. Um, and I just, I just don't think that, I mean, 
they have the, the Rams have so many weapons offensively. Who's going to cover them? Who's covering Coop? And who is covering, you know, Puka? Puka. I don't think, I, you know, Higby. And like I said, Kyron Williams are going to, they're going to, they're definitely going to use him. They have to. You have to run the ball in the playoffs. You know, we know that about, about you know, football teams. You, you have to run the ball well to be good. And that's what Kyron Williams has done pretty much most of the season. So I I think the Rams have a good shot of, like, I like I, I said the Packers had a, had a small chance. I said the Steelers had a small chance. I think the Rams have a more than 50% chance to win this game. I think the Rams could win this by two scores. So it's, listen, I want to see the Lions do well. I just think that they're a year away. I just think that, you know, Matt Stafford, he won his Super Bowl. You know, and, and right now with them catching fire, I, it, they could be one of those dark horses to, to take it again in the NFC. So I, you know, their their only other obstacle really is is the Niners who are in their division who they can't seem to really beat. So it's 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 going to be interesting because the Rams are not getting enough. I don't think respect because people just, you know, they just don't we don't get enough of the Rams around here. So it's just. That's the game that I think the upset really does happen because the Lions haven't shown me that they can be a deep run playoff team. Sarish, your thoughts on this one? Yeah, I mean, honestly, to keep it short, uh, like I would agree with Brandon. Like, I feel like in a game like this where you have so many weapons on both sides, like uh, you have obviously you have like Puka, Cup, uh, Kyron, and then the other side you have uh, Amon Ra. Um, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. I just feel like you just take the better quarterback in the situation. I'm just going to Stafford. So I do think that it is going to be. I I think it's going to be a close game, obviously. And also, I don't know if you guys saw, but this is the most like to get into this game. This is the highest like uh highest ticket prices for a wild card game in history. Why Why are you uh, surprised? It's Sunday night and it's Stafford playing against the no, yeah, yeah, former no, team. I'm it's awesome. Saying, like, think, but like think about like in history ever of wild card games. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know and there's been so many so good like, ones. Yeah, so but but give to keep it short, give, give me give me the Rams, dude. I I don't think it's especially after the uh, Laporta injury, give me the Rams. Yeah, Laporta might be out a couple weeks. Um mm-hmm. and that's which means definitely next week. So, uh guess the line, Rams line Sunday night football. Rams minus Three. I'm probably gonna say it's it's close to a pick. I'm. I'll say like the Rams. opposite. Really? Yeah, really? yeah, Lions minus two. They're at home. The the the, yeah, the bookmakers true. give a big like boost to whatever home team exists. Yeah. So yeah. Lions minus home, home three. Yeah. 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 Even if it's the home team, okay. like regardless and, of what home team. Yeah. And I just yeah I think I think Vegas just also like they see the like I don't think Vegas pay attention to the lot to the Rams this year, so. I think, yeah, I think they're going to pick the Lions. I'm going to say Lions minus four. Yeah, it's Lions minus three. So there you go. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, Sarish, I'm going to start with you with the Eagles since you were at the Eagles game. What is your impression of this team in person versus watching them on TV? <laughs> well, I think that's hard to – I think that's, again, like, just like – so I, I always tell Brandon, like, when – the Dolphins aren't playing. I enjoy rooting for the Eagles because I feel like it's the same team. In my opinion, it's the same goddamn team. So I think without her, uh, without uh, without Devonta Smith playing, like I feel like it's a very much so different team because like the depths of plays that you can run with him is is again like very different. But I will say like I just think that the fact that like 
because I, I I just looked at the lines when I when I went when I bet the Dolphins game. I think the fact that this game is close on any bookmakers game, other than the fact that if like Hurts doesn't play, I think it's insanely disrespectful. I think the Eagles absolutely stomped the Bucks. The Bucks are horrendous. I like because uh, both both QBs got hurt, but I don't think that the, I think the talent gap between these two teams is insane. Like, give me the Eagles. Give me the Eagles minus like twenty and a half, dude. Like, it's just insane that the fact that this is this close. So glad you have more faith than I do. Um, before we do that, since since Sharish was talking about the bookies, what do you think? Uh, what What do you guys think is the line for ESPN bet right now? For it's small, game? isn't Honestly, it? I, I one, think I have I'm, no idea. I think it's. I think it's. 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 Didn't we? Oh, isn't it like? Isn't it Eagles minus one and a half or Eagles minus two and a half, something like that? That's, that's, that's it's, no. It's Eagles minus two and a half. Yeah. That's insane. That is absolutely insane. You like if, if I'm like uh, sorry, rather as the gambling man that I am, I would I would take out a second mortgage and put it on Eagles negative two and a half. That is insane. To wow, me that that's, that's wild. I don't know if I'd go that far, but um, Brandon uh, Sirianni said in his post game press conference that the Eagles players are going to quote unquote get up for this one. Uh, do you have any belief in this team after what you saw today? If if my if my belief like you know you guys know it's at zero, if it could be negative, it'd be it'd be negative infinity. Um, because here's the thing. I listen. I know we beat the the Bucks on Monday Night Football in Tampa in Week Three. We beat them by two scores. All that all that jazz. But and I know Tampa can't score. But I mean, can, the Eagles can't score right now either. I mean, they did last week, but I mean. I still think they they can win because Tampa just can't score. So I think this is gonna be a low scoring game anyway. But and and mind you, Darius Slay is back for this game, or at least he should be. It's trending that he's gonna be back for this game. So he's gonna be on Mike Evans. So if you take him away, then the Bucks really aren't scoring. Um, but I the pro oh my god if i can get into the problems of this team we'll be here for another three hours <laughs> um, what, what are your three you um, you said to me earlier that you have three pillars for the philadelphia eagles what are they oh yeah so well i'm gonna phone sarish on that so sarish because we're on a chargers podcast right we had i came up with three pillars for the san diego for so san diego, <laughs> Jesus christ los angeles chargers um and they basically were the same throughout the entire season up until Brandon Staley got fired, which was like, you know, the pillar kind of falling. So yeah. I came up with three after today's game, I was like, you know what? There's three pillars of the Philadelphia Eagles here. I could probably come up with more because this team is so god awful. But I I could I could come up with more. But <laughs> it's gonna sound harsh because I also wrote this from a place of just my deepest, darkest anger. Um but well, I'm going to reverse the order on this one. Number one, run the ball. You have a great offensive line. They're aging, but they are still a top three, top five offensive line. Use it. Whenever DeAndre Swift touches the ball, it's guaranteed to be five yards or more. Use the damn running game. Please, I beg of you. I know for Brian Johnson, for, for Black Mac Hand, I know that's a hard thing to do, <laughs> but run the damn football. Number two, and this is easier said than done, but my God, for the love of God, learn to play defense, please. It's not hard 
to to diagnose a run play when I can see it from my couch on TV. It is not hard to diagnose a run play and tell your guys to hit the gaps correctly and also to tackle. The Eagles, I think, in the past month and a half have led the league in missed tackles. They don't tackle. I don't remember the last time the Eagles made a tackle on, on the first uh, contact. I cannot remember, or even an open field tackle. I cannot remember. And then the third thing, and this will be this will be you know if we lose to the Bucks, which right now I I I, I don't I don't I, I can't even give my my opinion on the game. I don't want to say we're gonna win because when I do that we lose, and I don't want to say we're gonna lose because I don't want to be negative like I've been all season. I kind of want to have some sort of hope for the playoff game, but if we lose to the Bucks, my third pillar. Fire the entire coaching staff minus Jeff Stoutland. Please fire them all. There is it is ridiculous that this team was ten and one, and they are eleven and six, and they they pissed away the one seed, the two seed, and the division. Well, the division goes with it, but still the same thing. So, I mean, and, and oh, and actually, I'm gonna add a fourth pillar, an additional pillar. <laughs> you know what that is? Learn to read. And pick up a goddamn blitz. How many weeks do I have to see a team blitz the Eagles offensive line and Jalen Hurts before they learn to have a hot read, a hot route, change the route to a slant, a quick hitch, dump the ball off. My God, every team knows how to beat a blitz but you. Like, I, you know what the Giants, the Giants didn't do anything today. That that was surprising to me. It shouldn't have been surprising to the Eagles. You know, Wink Martindale likes to blitz. So he's the blitz god. That's all he does with his defense. So so knowing that you can't read a blitz, right? Why can you not like use? And literally too, Jalen Hurts. I know he has eyeballs. I don't know if they're functioning. I know he has <laughs> eyeballs though. How, you can see the linebackers and the safeties creeping up on a blitz, right? You can see that they are putting six guys on the defensive line, ready to basically bull rush the hell out of you. And someone's going to be free. You already know this. So why? And the thing is, he'll, he'll do like a little bit of like a, a hard count just to like, he'll put his foot up and then put his foot back down, not snap it. And he'll see the guy creeping up. How do you can see it, bro? You're a professional quarterback. How do you not change the play, change a route? How do you not do any of those things? How do you not pick it up or change the protection or any freaking thing. How many times are you going to get smacked by a by three defensive linemen every play before it gets through your thick head that maybe something's wrong here? Like so, so that's my biggest issue with this team is that and that and the thing is Todd Bowles. You know what he's going to do next week to that Eagles offensive line? He is going to blitz. If I see AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, Dallas Goddard, all those guys running four verts down the field and nobody's looking for the ball, I am going to jump into the Pasek River and Sarish. I hope you will actually film me doing it. I am so fed up with this team because of their incompetent coaching staff and the players have quit on the team that I, this is why I have no faith. I have never seen, I don't even, when the Eagles were four and 12, when Andy Reid got fired or at the end of Chip Kelly era, or when they, when they tossed Doug Pearson out of town, even those teams were not as bad as this Eagles team, because there's no way you go from 10 and one to 11 and six. And I saw, I said to multiple people throughout this season, they were ten and one, but they really should have been like five and six. 
They, they, they won all these games because of heroics. There was cracks underneath the surface that nobody wanted to mention. Listen, I said they were the best team in the NFL because until you lose a game, you, it, doesn't matter, you know, it really doesn't matter how you win. But I did say, even despite being the best team in the NFL, there were cracks under the surface. There were still things I wanted them to clean up. There were still different plays that I hated them running or different times they could have ended the game they didn't. These were still things under the surface that I said, if they don't get this fixed come playoff time, they, they will not win. And it's going to be no different this week. And so I am done. I'm running out of breath. I'm running out of breath. I'm running out of wind. I want to die right now. Uh, this is, I, listen, oh, I really hope that, that Philly just surprises me and wins one playoff game. I'll be happy winning one playoff game. And you know what? My Super Bowl, my Super Bowl is the Packers upsetting the Cowboys. If that happens, I, I, could care, I couldn't care less what the Eagles do. Uh, Shane, your thoughts on this matchup? I'm glad you were able to condense all your thoughts on that into like you know less than ten minutes. Um, I, I know I couldn't. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't see. I don't. I just. I don't. I just don't see Philly winning this. I'm. I hate to say it. Um, I mean, just the last. You know when you when you watch these two teams the last couple of months, like yeah, Tampa has been rocky to say the least. They can't score, um, Shane. I I know. Hold on, <laughs> but um, neither has Philly in the last mm-hmm. month or two. Mm-hmm. I mean, like at least, I mean at least Tampa can play some defense, like. I mean, I don't know. So I just look at it as like, well, neither of these teams are scoring very well, but um, one of them can't play defense either. So I feel like I have to give the L to them, uh, which, you know, it's it's and this is, you know, this is kind of what Tampa has been all year. Um, but. It, with Philly, it's just weird because they, you know, like Brandon said, they started out so hot, ten and one, and yeah, I mean, you know, we knew that there were flaws, but we were like, well, you know, they're winning, so who cares? Uh, well, yeah, I, <laughs> well, now we look silly, don't we? Um, but uh, yeah, so I just, I don't, I just don't see him getting it done, uh, which, which is too bad, but uh, you know, is what it is. Uh, yeah, I, I look, I think the Eagles are going to win this. I I'm watching Tampa Bay every week and I'm like, yes, the, the biggest thing for me with this matchup is actually quite simple. It's talent disparity because the re the reality for me with this matchup is like, I look at the Eagles and I'm like, this is still, I'm not talking about play calling or anything here, Brandon. I'm talking about just the people that they have on this roster. Mm-hmm is mm-hmm. massively better than Tampa's right now. Mm-hmm. And I think that alone wins them this game. And that's about it. I I, I really do. I, I, I watch Tampa and I go like, look, yes, I know that Philly is where Philly's at. And that's well documented on the show. But Tampa is worse. To, in my opinion, Tampa's worse. 
Because well, I watched them. Also, the- way worse than Philly, uh, Arizona, and New York, who they just lost to in back to back weeks. Yeah, but but are you telling me that like I don't know in a playoff game? I, I just don't believe it in a playoff game with a team that has scored twelve points in the last two weeks, pretty much. Yeah, like I just don't see it. I just don't. I get it. I get it. I understand that they they lost badly to the Cardinals and the Giants. But are you? By the way, they have an extra day to prepare too. I don't see how. Which I don't know what that does. But like, I don't look at this game and go. I don't look at this game and go like I look at Tampa and I'm like, okay, I get all this other stuff with the Eagles. I understand it. I get it. I get where Shane's coming from. I get where you're coming from, Brandon. I get it, but. You can't tell me that the Bucks are not a better are, are a better team than this Eagles team. You just can't tell me that. See, here, really? here's the here, here's the thing where I kind of I know that the losses to to Seattle, to the Jets, to the Cardinals, to the Giants. I know those are bad losses. Although here's I mean here's the thing, you know against the Giants, that game today, listen, I'm pissed at how they played, but that game didn't mean anything. Dallas, Dallas beat the commanders by like what? 30. Yeah. So that, that game, that game didn't mean anything anyway. And I think the Eagles knew that by the start time, the second quarter rolled around, they quit, they gave up. So I mean, to, today I don't count that. Um, but the game against the Cardinals, they did score 31. They had a pick six. So really they scored 24 on offense. That's enough to beat the Buccaneers. If they just play like that, that's enough to beat the Bucks. So it's it's because Kyler Murray, you know, Kyler Murray is a better quarterback than Baker Mayfield, I think. And then, I mean, they got a better running game. James Conner is a better running back than whatever they have down in Tampa. Uh, and Tampa's never had a good running game to begin with. Um, so, you know, like and like I said, their the receivers are slower. So they match up better with our DBs. Our DBs are slower, but Darius Slay is back. So, I mean, there, there is a couple things where I can see the, the talent is, is there for Philly. And I I did say this though you don't you don't just win games against Buffalo and Miami you know uh, like those kind of teams on accident like 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 the Eagles beat them you know the Eagles put thirty seven up on the Bills so I know that that team is has got to be still somewhere in there it's just that the problem is is that they've quit. Like you can see it, they've quit. You can see the coaching staff has quit. You can see the players have quit. It's just like you know you're quitting, but you also hear the noise from the fans. Like if you can't get up for this game, knowing your fans are going to absolutely cough your head the next day, me included, then what are you playing for? Then I would I wouldn't mind running the whole damn team out of Philly at that point. Um, I wouldn't mind overthrowing the whole damn organization and starting a riot. Um, oh boy! But uh, listen, if true, I could go true, to Philly, true Eagles it, fan right here. Here we go. Like, I, you know, but it's just you know, I'm just cause I'm just so fed up. You know, like this 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 team was supposed to go back to the Super Bowl, and the only thing stopping them was either themselves or the Niners. And right now, it's themselves. So, you know, you know, your, your greatest enemy is yourself. You know yourself, you know, better than anybody else does. And I, I don't but the Eagles. I don't think the Eagles know who they are. <laughs> And that's even worse. So, and how do you not know who you are after 18 weeks? And Zach Cunningham just said that. They asked him in the in the post game today. They asked him in, in the interview today. They came to this locker room. They said, and he said, and mind you, the captains haven't said this. The coaches haven't said this. They're still, you know, putting out the same, you know, we believe we can win kind of kind of speeches, right? 
Yeah. Zach Cunningham, a starting linebacker, said today after the game, they asked him, do you know what the identity – basically, and I'm going to paraphrase. Do you know what the identity of the, of this team is? He said, he said, well, we're not playing good football right now, so I don't think we know what the identity of the team is. That's alarming. So if if you can't figure out – like you keep – they keep talking about addressing the problems every week. If you if you have – you're not addressing the problems every week because you're doing the same shit every week. So it's – to me, this is why I want to have faith. I want to be positive, but I'm, I'm like, I'm finally, finally, everybody on social media, everybody I know has finally jumped off the Eagles. And I'm like, thank God. Cause so have I. So if they win, I'll be pleasantly surprised. Hey, you still have another week, but you're going to get killed by the Niners the next week. Probably. So who cares? Um, and then that's it. And it's going to be a sad way to end the season. And then you're really going to see what happens in the off season. But I, I, I hope we can win. Obviously as a fan, you want to see your team win, but, I've never had less faith in this Eagles team than I've than, than ever before. I, I've never seen an Eagles team this bad. I've never seen an Eagles team this unprepared. I've never seen them have so much talent and yet it's wasted. Uh, just like the, this is basically the Atlanta Falcons in disguise. <laughs> oh my God. Our, so, uh, so, oh my God. You know, so, I mean, I'm not really wrong if you think about it, if you think what they have on both sides of the ball. So, you know, and what they have in that coaching staff. So we'll see what happens. You know, I want to say go birds and I, I still want to believe, but man, is it hard right now? Yeah. Uh, for a post credit scene, we're moving uh, the movie, the good, the bad and the ugly to next week. Since it's a three hour movie and our schedule will kind of be shifted from that. We're also for, for uh wildcard weekend. We are recording right immediately after Eagles Buccaneers. So uh, be prepared for that. We are recording. We're recording right after it. Uh, divisional weekend. We're recording right after the games on Sunday. Conference weekend. We're recording right after the games on Sunday. And the Pro Bowl week uh, will be joined by Sarish, Brandon, myself uh, for a three-hour podcast. Uh, well, we'll see. We'll see. We'll see, we'll see if uh, Sarish can make. It. I know Brandon and I are going to do it, uh, but we're going to be on for three hours, probably with a bunch of. Your New Jersey boys uh, doing a bunch of random stuff. Uh, Shane, you're going to be in Hawaii for the conference title game, right? Is that what reference? It... Yeah. Yeah. All right. Cool. Uh, totally fine. Brandon and I will get take care of that. Uh, and it's obviously try we're... and hop in from like the pool or something. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then uh, su- <laughs> for Super Bowl week, so for Pro Bowl week, we're doing that big show on Sunday. We'll probably do some other things throughout the week. Um, and then obviously the awards at some point during that week. So wait, so let me, so let me, let me just ask now, since Sarish is still here, Sarish, do you want to join for Pro Bowl week? Yeah, yeah, I'll probably be. What week is that? I, I know. It's, uh, uh, we need, uh, we're, well, let me look, uh, we're recording. The main recording is, is, uh, sun. So we're recording Sunday, February 4th at three Eastern. Okay, I think I should be good for that week. Yeah. Brandon, Brandon, Brandon. Do you know well, when Stadium Series is? Uh, stadium is Series is... No, it's the weekend. It's the day before my birthday. It's the 17th. Okay, okay, yeah. So, yeah, I'll be good. Cool. Yeah. Uh, so, that's going to be fun. Uh, we're, we, that that pod, as Brandon and I have talked about, is the craziest pod. Cause it's oh, yeah, cel- that's going to be the fun a, one. It's, it's our celebration podcast. So, it's just us doing random shit for three hours. Um, but yeah, that's a recording schedule. So recording Monday after the Eagles game, Sunday after Sunday night after the last divisional round game, 
Sunday after the conference championship game and Pro Bowl week is Pro Bowl week, which I just mentioned. We're going to do NFL awards, maybe some other small things. And the Sunday and then Super Bowl, we're recording the day after the Super Bowl uh, because Super Bowl parties and all that stuff. So there's that. Um, Speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, the college football playoff national title is tomorrow. Uh, UW versus Michigan and Houston. Uh, Sarish, what are your thoughts on uh, on the national title game tomorrow? It's uh, on my heart for Michigan, um, but I just think that I I want to take the better uh, the better quarterback, and so give me give me Washington, give me Washington. Shane, uh, what uh, what are your thoughts here? Are are will are UW Huskies, my school that I went to, uh, hoist the trophy tomorrow night in your in your mind? Oh, Lord, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, I, I, you know, this game, normally for the Super Bowl or the National Championship or whatever, I go into it and I'm like, yeah, I think it's going to be this team. But this one, I really don't have any, any clue. I, I mean, this... So looking at it from the surface, right, I'm like, you know, Michigan obviously has the better roster. I mean, there's no question about that. Overall, right, they've got the better running back, uh, offensive line about the same, defense all around much better than Washington's at every level. Um, But... You know where else that was the case for Washington? Uh, Oregon. <laughs> uh, they were the better team in pretty much every way, and they beat them twice. And same with, some would argue, Texas. I don't know if I would, but still, some people would. And again, they beat them. So I, I don't know. I mean, you know, I look at it, it's like, well, yeah, Texas has the better roster, but, I mean, Washington has done this multiple times this year. So, I mean, why can't they do it again? Um, and I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, I, I feel like I, my gut tells me Michigan, but I, I really could see either team winning it. What what is if you had to make a pick right now, what 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 is your head telling you? What are you thinking? Uh, I think it really depends on how the game starts. Because which sounds weird, but like if it if if Washington gets rolling early, I don't think Michigan's going to be able to keep up with them. But if it's the opposite, where they really grind it, where Michigan can really wear the clock down and just run a lot and be more physical, then they'll win. So I think, the, you know, really the tone is going to be set fairly early on. Um, I think I would probably say... Uh, I, I'd probably say Michigan, which, which I hate to say, but 
I think that's yeah. I think that's what I would say. Brandon, what uh, what's your thoughts on the national title game? I still think that if this game starts slow, so if if Michigan's defense gets settled into this game early, it's going to be a long night for Washington. Michigan's defense is far, obviously, far superior. Uh, their running game is far superior. Like so, if they so if they the the key for Michigan is, is going to be time of possession. I think if if they can keep the ball away from Washington's offense, use their running game with Quorum. To, to just grind the clock, get yards, and then just keep keep everything kind of simple. You know, Washington's, a, a, you know, they're kind of a splash play offense. Because um, obviously, I mean, the receiver, you know, Dunes is, is just that big game wide receiver. So, but they've never, they haven't played a defense like Michigan from what I remember. Um, and it's just, they have to, Michigan just has to keep, everything in front they can't let the game get away from them too early they gotta basically what they know what their identity is i don't know if washington knows what their identity is it's like it's like an eagles thing where it's like i know they're a good team i know they can score a lot but it's just what do you do when you face a real tough test and remember and remember this is a team that they're gonna have to play next year along um, like most of the pack well at least the the oregon and them in the pac 12 they're gonna have to play uh, michigan next year so this is a good test to see how you how you measure up for next season against these guys so, you know, it's it's one of those things where I think Michigan wins. They just got there. There's more. There's more big game experience there. There's more talent defensively there. There's a better running game there, just like Shane said. Um, and I I just cannot see Washington. Uh, the only way Washington I think wins this game is if their splash plays hit. If their splash plays don't hit. Or if Michigan's defense starts, you know, basically swallowing up Penix, then I I I think it's a long night for 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 Washington. I think Michigan probably. I mean, Michigan won't blow them out. I don't think because I don't think JJ McCarthy is that good. But I think Michigan can definitely win that game if they if they just that defense eats them alive and if they limit the, the time of possession for Washington's offense, then. I don't see why Michigan can't beat them. So I think Michigan wins. Uh, I, I, I'm going, I, I want to stress this as a UW alum myself, I have uh, been trying my best this entire process of thinking about this game to be as objective and as honest as possible. And in my objective and honest opinion, the Huskies win this game. And here's why the Huskies win this game. This game comes down to one set. And the one set is, who do you trust more? Michigan's offense or Washington's defense? And I trust Washington's defense just a little bit more. Just a tiny, tiny bit more. And that's why I think, that's why I think Washington wins. Because to be fairly honest, I don't think Michigan can score more than 20 points. I really don't. I, I looked at that offense, especially last week against Alabama, and I went, oh, this is disgusting. Th- this is gross. And as much as Michigan's defense is very similar to what Baltimore has done this year um, with John Harbaugh, makes sense. It's, it's very similar in terms of schematics. That, that, that's what I mean. Washington's still going to score 30. 
that's an NFL quarterback back there. J.J. McCarthy is not an NFL quarterback. He's just not. He's an NFL backup. And I just, I look at it and go, okay, Washington's going to score more points. They're going to find ways to score touchdowns. They have the best quarterback receiver duo in the nation. And Michigan, even for how bad Washington's defense is, I don't think they can keep up. I don't. I'm going Washington wins by three. I just, I don't, I don't like, yes, I think this game is extremely hard to pick. I think it's extremely difficult. But to me, it comes down to that thing. It comes down to what do you trust more? The two worst parts about both of these teams are going up against each other. Washington's terrible defense, Michigan's terrible offense. Who do you trust more? Washington, just by that much. Um, so that's that's why I'm big in Washington. Um, guess the line national championship edition. What do you guys got? Michigan minus two and a half. Yeah, it's got to be close. I'm gonna say it's almost a pick. I'm gonna say Michigan minus one and a half. Yeah, I heard earlier that Blake Corum was like negative four hundred to score. So I'm gonna go Michigan seven and a half. Ooh, ooh. It's according to ESPN bet. It's Michigan five and a half. Wow. Interesting. Because here, here's this is why. It it's it's an NFL NFL ready quarterback against basically an NFL defense. How will he fare? Yeah, this is gonna be this. This is his first t- taste at it. So I just don't, you know, I don't think the lights are too bright, but I, you know, this is where, uh, you know, what do we always say? Defense wins championships. That's always been true. So, you know, has it though? I mean, <laughs> well, a I little bit. Remember. A few years. Well, I don't. Well, no. Well, here's the thing though. But when you look at when plays have to be made, right? Who makes the, you know, it always comes down to who makes the more play, who makes the one or two plays defensively that change a game. With the Chiefs last year, that was what the Jalen Hurts fumble. I mean, even though that they didn't really make that play, it was still, uh, still a, a, a pivotal point in the game. And then in the, in the entire fourth quarter, you know, what kind of happened? They, they shut down the Eagles offense a little bit, not too much, a little bit. And then, the Eagles defense is kind of just, they just fell apart. So the better defense was the Kansas city chiefs in that game, their defense, you know, and they, and they won by three. So, and then look at the Eagles Patriots Super Bowl years ago. It was a high scoring game. Both defenses got killed, but what ended the game? Brandon Graham strip sack. Otherwise that was the only defensive play of the game. So even though defense, like I'm not saying, I'm not saying you have to be dominant on defense, but it's who makes more plays defensively is what wins the game. So who who can get more stops defensively? And it's like right now that's Michigan. So that's why I'm picking Michigan. I just think their defense is just it's going to overpower Washington. I mean I could be wrong, but you know I'm not, I'm not an expert, but I just think Michigan's defense is going to overpower them. And I mean like I said, if they can run that ball effectively on them, Blake Corum can take off, and which you know he will. I don't think they're going to bottle him up. Um, it, you know time of possession, they're going to wear out that Washington defense, and it, it could be. You know, a real struggle for Washington to try to stay in that game, uh, especially later on. Not so much early on, but later on for sure. Yeah, it's definitely going to be fascinating. Any other uh, news and notes or anything you want to bring up, anybody, before uh, we clock out for the week and uh, we'll be back here uh, next Monday? No, just excited for Black Monday with the coach firing. Yeah, Black Monday just started (laughs) early. 
with uh, Arthur Smith getting fired. Yeah, jeez, no kidding. I'll take it. Yeah. I like it. I, I like this. Is, this is the time of the year where everybody's anxiety just runs high. So you know, as if the holiday season wasn't enough, this is our extended holiday season. This, this is football and the and the ramifications of it. Yeah. Sarish, thank you for joining us, man. Any final thoughts? No, I, th- I think we got it all. Uh, sweet. Well, for Sarish, for Shane, for Brandon, uh, we will see you all next Monday after Eagles Bucks. Uh, we'll have instant reaction for Brandon after that. And uh, recordings will come out immediately after we record. Obviously, everything's TBD. Um, so it might be a little bit later, uh, we record or whatever, depending on scheduling. But as of now, uh, that is our schedule. We said earlier, so you get to see Brandon's reaction of the Eagles right away, uh, after the matchup. So we will see you all then have a great week guys. Uh, and we'll see you all soon. See y'all take care, everybody.